Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me. Reading out of the NIV translation. So whatever translation you got, it's good. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom. Now you got to say it like Braveheart, right? He has sent me to proclaim freedom! Freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Woo, baby. Are you ready to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor? Come on. All right, let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your word. Pray that you penetrate our hearts. Change us from the inside out that we could become heaven on earth. We want to release your kingdom. So today we're not messing around. We don't just want another message. We don't just want another sermon. God, rock us. Change us. Change our family structures. Change the way we carry your presence. Change the way we bring people into your glory. Change us, God, that we are obsessed with this, that we eat, sleep, and live this message, that it's not just something we hear on a Sunday, but it's something we live out all week long. So, God, I just release that over everyone in this room. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said? Amen. You may be seated. All right. Let's dive into this. I'm so pumped about it. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Now, this is Jesus talking, but you have to know this is the prophecy given thousands of years before he even got on the scene. So Isaiah, he's prophesying about one that is coming, right? One that is coming that will, will be appointed to proclaim good news to the poor and recovery of sight to the blind, claim freedom for the prisoners, and to set the oppressed free. But not only that, that's all good stuff, but also to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, you got to know some history on this, okay? Because the year of the Lord's favor, the Jews believed, was every 50 years. So every 50 years, they'd have this year of jubilee where all uh, servants and slaves were set free, and they weren't held that year. All debts were paid off. How many would love a year where the government said, you know what? No debt. You're all paid off. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> just everything that was, was uh, you had lent out was brought back in. It was just a year of recovery and restoration. So this, he was talking about Jesus coming in and now coming to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Proclaim this is the year where debts are set free. People are restored. Everything is this year of favor. But I love it that he wasn't married to the 50 years. And as I was studying this, I was like, wow, okay, so we got to wait, you know, 50 years for this year of Jubilee. But Jesus actually proclaimed when he came, he said, I've been appointed as a prophet to the nations to preach good news to the poor, 
Uh, another translation says, the bind the brokenhearted, the set the prisoner free, and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. What Jesus was doing is he was setting something that we had categorized as a date on the calendar with someone with a presence that they bring. Jesus was saying, this is something you've been celebrating as every 50 years we, we proclaim this as the year of the Lord's favor. I'm telling you, every time I show up on the scene, I proclaim the year of the Lord's favor with me. When I come into the space, I set the prisoner free. I set the oppressed free, and I proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's good news, because no longer do we need to wait for this 50-year circle to come around, and then all of a sudden we have this year of favor on our lives. Jesus said, where I am, there's freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, you are free and free indeed. Woo! Where Jesus is, we are set free. So when you got Jesus in your life, no longer do you need to walk around with the chains, with the past holding on, with the heaviness of where you've been. Jesus sets you free and he proclaims the year of the Lord's favor over your life. Now the cool thing about this that I just, I can't get enough of is that Jesus, when he went to heaven, he passed it on to us. And he told his disciples, he said, the same power I worked in, the same authority that I have, now I give to you. And we talk about this like all the time. But it's that authority that he passed on to us now that we carry the mantle of Jesus. That we carry the authority of heaven. When Jesus spoke, when Jesus did miracles, when Jesus moved and worked, he had all of heaven's backing backing him up. So he didn't just say stuff with his own words. When he spoke, heaven moved. And Jesus with his disciples, he said, you're going to do the same thing. So look at your neighbor and tell him, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to do the same thing. Tag, you're it. You're it. Jesus already passed it on. We have the authority. And we have the power. And that's super crucial. Because you see some people, you know, they have authority, but they always don't have the power to back it up. So Jesus, he said, I have been appointed to proclaim good news to the poor, set the prisoner free, cover of sight to the blind, set the oppressed free, and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Now this picture of a yoke is with the ox. Back in the day they had these yokes on the ox and it would pull the cart, you know, to till the soil and I'm not a farmer, so, you know, forgive me if I'm not totally, like, right on with my terminology. But the, the ox would carry this thing and it would, or pull this thing, drag it, and it would cultivate the soil and get it ready for planting seeds. And this yoke would, would hold back 
the ox from running. He said, don't be held back by things that are pulling you back to where you were. Don't be held back by the past, but push on to the present and the future, the purpose that I have planned for you. Um, Christ said, I, it is for freedom that Christ sets us free. Now, that's a very profound statement because you weren't just set free to be free, but it is for the sheer purpose of freedom, all in all, that God has set us free. Now, when we're in Jesus, when God sets us free, he not only saves us from our past, but he saves us to our future. Do you believe that? I say that all the time. I feel like I say it all the time, but do you believe that? Like God just doesn't set you free from where you've been. He saves you to where you're going. He doesn't just set you free so you can say, I used to be in sin. You know, a lot of people tell their testimony and they spend like 90% of the time talking about the bad, you know? Well, you don't even know. I used to be there and do all this and it was bad, 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 bad. And then Jesus set me free, you know? It's like 90% of this bad, 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 bad. But I want to hear, what has God set you free to do? What has he set you free to do? Because it's for freedom that God sets you free. It's to set the prisoner free that you've been set free. It's a responsibility of freedom. It's a responsibility of freedom. We live in a great country. We just celebrated the 4th of July. Man, oh man, we're a free country. We're free. But there's a price that was paid for that freedom. A lot of people died. A lot of blood shed so that we could be set free. A lot of people gave up something so that we could attain something. You know that Jesus paid the ultimate price so that we could receive what we have today? He paid it all. He paid everything so that we could freely receive his grace and mercy today and walk in freedom. Now it would be a total shame if all those wars, all the bloodshed, all the things that went on to set us free, and we did nothing with our freedom. It was all in vain. In Galatians chapter 5, he goes on in verse 13. It says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in flesh, Rather, serve one another humbly in love. And check out verse 14. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, the disciples were confused at this, and once they asked him, who's my neighbor? Who's my neighbor? And Jesus broke it down, and he talked about the Good Samaritan, and how the man was robbed and beaten and left on the side of the road. And he said three people went by him, right? He got the, the high fluting religious people that walked by and actually went to the other side of the road because don't have time for that. I'm on my way to worship Jesus, right? I'm on my way to worship God and do holy things. 
And two religious leaders actually walked by the man. But then the Samaritan, which in those days, the Samaritans didn't get along with people. They were just not those that you communicate with. But he used it as an illustration that God can use anybody, right? And Samaritan came along, and he stopped and attended to the wounds. In fact, he took them to the hospital and actually gave him all the money and paid for his bill. And Jesus said, which one do you think is his neighbor? They said, well, obviously, the man who stopped and, and attending, he goes, exactly. Now, do the same for those around you. How many know that being a, a good neighbor and loving our neighbors ourselves is seeing something that's not right and making a difference about it? It's not being a church that, that comes together and we say, you know what? We really believe in this. We have these statements that we stand on, but we do nothing with it. The Bible calls that faith without action is dead. It is for freedom that God set us free. And the same proclamation that was over Jesus is now over you. You're appointed to preach good news to the poor. Set the oppressed and the prisoner free. And as I was diving into the scripture, God was just working in my heart and challenging me to look around and see who are my neighbors. Who are those in my life that God's placed there strategically? Where am I right now? And I want you to write down this question to really dive into in your quiet time with God this week. It's just to think about that question. Who are my neighbors? Who are those people that God has placed in my life strategically that Maybe I see as an obstacle, but God sees as an opportunity. And I see as someone who's like annoyance, right? And someone who's in the way. And yet God has detoured me to that person on purpose to set them free. Set them free. You say, all right, Lodge, that's good. Love it. Love set the captives free. Love, we're appointed to be all that. How do we do it? All right, so I want to take us to the scripture. God laid the scripture on my heart. So good. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. He says, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, what? There is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces co uh, contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now, I love this picture because it's those who turn to the Lord. And it was talking about Moses and how every time Moses went in to be with God, he would be so radiant with his presence that when he would come out, he'd have to veil his face so that no one could see how, uh, how it would just blind people. So he'd have to cover his face everywhere he went. And he says, those who turn to the Lord now have unveiled the freedom of God because the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit is, there is freedom. And he's talking about this transformation that happens that when we turn to God, when we come to Him, when we know our Father, we start to reflect who He is. And how many know that where Jesus is, He said it, where Jesus is, there's freedom. There's freedom. There's freedom. 
And so when we become more like Jesus, when we become more like him, when we become obsessed with knowing our Father, my kids have gotten to this age where they're asking a ton of questions, okay? And Anne, she's always been a questioner. She's always been one to tell the questions, but now they're getting to the phase where they want to know about daddy. They want to know about what I did when I was a kid. And they always ask when we're looking through the Netflix, you know, and we find a show, you know, they get to watch a show once in a while, and they're like looking through the Netflix, and they're like, Daddy, which ones did you watch when you were a kid? I'm like, I don't know, man, if you want to, you know, magic school bus, you know? <laughs> That's my jam. You know, like Miss Frizz, she brought the magic, you know? And so we're, we're looking back at Daddy, but, but they're, right now they're, they're obsessed with knowing about Daddy, knowing about me, and knowing about Mommy. Mommy, what did you do when you were a kid? Did you like this when you were a kid? Did you watch this when you were a kid? Did you play that game? And now we're going through, uh, some of you know, because my wife talked about us purging our house. And so we've been giving away a lot of stuff, which is a painful experience for me. Um, I just have a hard time getting rid of things. I'm working on it. You know, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress, you know. But as we're going through stuff, I have this bin as all my action figures and all stuff, the ones that Ashley bought for me to get rid of them. Um, that's another story, though. But as we're looking through it, we're finding all these, like, basketball, baseball cards, and, and Zion, he's just lighting up because he's, like, a sports fanatic, and he loves it. And he's like, Daddy, this was your card when you were a kid, and, oh, what about this one? And I'm showing him, like, the Bulls because the Bulls were the bomb.com back in the day. You know, you had Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. You had all, I mean, there was just the heroes, right? And so I'm showing him all the basketball cards and showing him everything, and he's just soaking it up. And I think, what if we became like that with our father? That every time we got with him, we're like, Daddy, show us who you are. Show us your heart. What do you care about? What do you care about? What do you see? What do you have in your special bin? <laughs> what do you have in your heart? What are you obsessed with? What did you grow up on? <laughs> I mean, just asking him the question, Jesus, Father, what, what, what do you care about? Because it's you that when you come into the room, you set captives free. When you come into the room, you proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And God, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. That when I come into a space, I reflect you. And, and he says, don't veil it up. Don't be one that has the cover on. Don't be one that, that veils this mystery of who God is. But when God comes in you and the veil is torn off and you can see the Father, you see him for who he is, you start to know his heart, know his ways, all of a sudden that same mantle rests on you. And where you go, you proclaim the year of the Lord's favor where debts are set free. Prisoners go free. Those that have been oppressed all of a sudden have healing, mending, and are set free to run and dream again. Can I just tell you as a church, we will be one that stands in the gap for those that are in bondage, for those that don't have a voice. A lot of you know this church stands on the fact of being a part of City Transformation. God called us here to be a part of what's going on in Philly. God called us here to be a part of what's going on in our neighborhoods. And I don't know where you find yourself, Maybe you're in a space, you're like, I don't really like my neighborhood. Well, can I just tell you, it's a season, and God has you there right now for a reason. 
It's not an accident. He's proclaimed you as a prophet to the nations to show up on the scene, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You're like, Lige, it's so hard. Yeah, it's hard until you show up because you're the authority. You're the power. Where the Spirit of God is, there is freedom. And when we come to Jesus and we receive who He is, the Spirit of God lives in us, then all of a sudden we take on who He is. And with, with that, we proclaim the year of the Lord's favor everywhere we go. So I'm so excited to be a part of this walk, to bring awareness of what's going on, to stand the gap for those that are oppressed, to stand the gap for those that are in bondage, to be a church that stands with the voiceless, to empower, to set free. I just want to pray with you today because if there's those in this room you might have come in here today and you might you know not really be on a path with Jesus yet maybe you came in and you're still on that journey man just figuring it out and that's cool but I want to give you an opportunity today to experience this freedom because can I tell you there's no freedom like the freedom of Christ you can search in so many different areas, so many different places, so many different ways, but nothing will fill that void like Jesus. It's like my kid had this puzzle, and we, we missed a piece, we lost a piece. We try to take a piece from another puzzle and shove it in, and it just doesn't work. It's just not cut right. And you can try and try and try to press into your life things that will fill that void, make you feel complete. Can I tell you, try Jesus. He's the perfect fit. It's the perfect fit. And it'll set you free. Not just to be free, but to be released on the earth. To set others free. If you're in this space and you say, hey, Elijah, I would love to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Just to say yes to Jesus. Start a relationship with him. You got to know, it's not about just coming in and now you have to follow all these rules and be a member of the church. And, and it's, it's not about that. It's about a relationship with the Savior who is obsessed with you and who went to the cross and died so that you could be set free from all your sin. And sometimes you feel guilty, you know? Maybe you come into this space feeling totally guilty. Can I tell you that God, in his absolute majesty, went to the cross knowing your guilt, knowing our shame, knowing what we carried, and died anyways because he loved you so much. He wants to set you free. But today, if that's you, I want to pray with you. So with everybody's head bowed and eyes closed, if those of you in this room say, I want to receive Jesus into my life today, would you just lift a hand so I can pray with you today? Yes, awesome, awesome. That's amazing. Greatest decision you can ever make. It's amazing. Anybody else? Say, Elijah, I want to receive Jesus in my life today. Say yes to him. That's awesome. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this. These in this room, God, that have said yes to you, that are coming to this relationship with you. God, I thank you that we don't have to be perfect to come to you. God, you love us just like we are. God, you love us way too much to leave us there. And God, I pray that you would just help us to be more like you. Help us in this walk with you, God, that we listen to your voice, that we hear you, that we become more like you. I pray that 
I thank you so much that you died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. And today, God, I thank you for that cleansing flow and these that said yes to you. Thank you that you cleanse all their sin, wash them clean. And now, God, they are new in you, that you are in them. And therefore, the Bible says that when Christ is in us, there's nothing we cannot do, nothing that is impossible for us. So, God, I thank you for that. Thank you that you walk with us. And I pray that you just be with my brothers and sisters today as they start this journey with you, God, to really live out everything you placed inside their life in the beginning of time. You put a purpose in them, God. I pray that you just draw it out. Draw it out. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. I just want to do something in this room. I want us to stand for freedom today and pray over our neighborhoods, pray over our jobs, the places that we dwell. Do you know there's so much power in your presence? Maybe you don't. Maybe you need to realize. And Jesus said, hey, when I come, I proclaim a different year. I proclaim something different in the atmosphere. Did you know you have that same power, that same authority? And today I just want to pray as a church, as a family, for those that are oppressed to set this day as a day where we're going to war for those that are oppressed and in prison, those that are in bondage, and, and those that are in bondage from the lies of the enemy on their life, or from those that oppress them uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally. I want to pray and stand in the gap. Well, can we stand as a family all across this place, if you can, if you're physically able? Would you stand up and let's pray, let's stand in the gap for those that are in bondage to set the prisoner free today. There's power when we pray. There's power when we come in alignment with our mission and our purpose. And Jesus is the great example that when he came in alignment with the Spirit of God, he released heaven on earth. And today we have that same power to release heaven, every word that we say, that we marry action with faith, make it come alive in the name of Jesus. Come on, can we lift our voices all across this place? And I want you to pray over your neighborhood, over your city, over your neighbors, over your uh, co-workers, over your fellow students. Can you just pray right now, God, that would set them free in the name of Jesus? God, I just claim my neighborhood. I just claim my street. I claim it, God. I claim the places that I work. Uh, I, pray, I pray for the collaborative workspaces that I, I go into, God the places that I go to work and, and speak life into. God, I pray that you would set it up. Set it up. Shine a light into those dark spaces. God, help me to reveal heaven everywhere I go. Can you make that your prayer? Say, God, use me. Use me. Use me to reveal heaven. Use me to unleash your favor. Use me to shine a light in the darkness everywhere I go. Every place I walk to in the streets, God, reveal to me who needs you. Reveal to me who I need to reach out to and love on, who needs to know their identity, who needs to know how much you love them. God, break our hearts for what breaks yours. Break our hearts for what breaks your heart, God. Let us see our world like you see it. Let us see the captives like you see it. Let us see the prisoners like you see them.
God, that we don't see them in bondage. We see them set free. And we speak life. We prophesy into the darkness that light would come, flesh would surround the bones, and dancing would take place in freedom. That where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And your Spirit lives in us. So God... Where we go, there is freedom. <laughs> Where we go, there is freedom. Help us to be intentional, God, to carry your spirit well. God, that the presence we felt today, that this amazing atmosphere that's in this room, we would not leave it here. That this is not a sacred space where this is where church happens. God, that we pick up this anointing. We pick up this glory. We pick up this love, the affectious love of the Father. We take it everywhere we go, and we release it on our neighborhoods. We release it on those that we eat with, those that we talk with, those that we conversate, those that we interact with. God, release it in our lives. Come on, lift your hands. Let me just release that. Just release that spirit of boldness. Boldness is not the lack of fear. It's doing the right thing in the midst of fear. So I just release that courage and that boldness that we become a people that is on fire, that our eyes are stamped and blazing and flickering with fire, that we become the crazy ones. We become the infectious ones, the culture that is so desperate for you, Father, so desperate for releasing heaven, that we leave fear to the wayside, that you are the only one that we fear. You're the only one that we're in awe of. You're the only power that we stand back and say, wow, we are not in fear of the world, but we're in fear of you, God. I just release that boldness right now, that this week you would open up opportunities for us to step out in faith, walk on water, move mountains. In the name of Jesus. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.